announced. Uh, we'll talk uh, a little bit too about what we just saw in a second. But Andy, uh, who uh, uh, tell us because uh, you've invited some great guests for us uh, tonight. So why don't, why don't you yeah, tell I the got audience? Two of my favorite people to join us. Uh, we have uh, Ravana, who's on. Uh, you can find her on uh, the Young Turks, and of course, catch her podcast, uh, Taking the L. I got that right. Yeah. Yes, you did. <laughs> and, and red flag as well. Whenever that uh, happens to happen. Uh, oh, red so, red flag is unfortunately dead. So no, no oh, okay. more red flag. No it more was red a, flag. It was, okay. had a good run. It was fun <laughs> while it lasted. It did. It, yeah. <laughs> Taking the L has a new episode out today, though. So that oh, podcast fantastic. is not not deceased. <laughs> good. Taking the L. Then everybody should be checking out. And of course, you stream on Twitch as well. Yes, and I am currently streaming on Twitch. So everybody, come on and give me a, a follow, subscribe if you're feeling saucy. Send me a few bucks. I can <laughs> could always use it. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we also have Christina, my co-host from Moving Out Extravaganza, and uh, she is also on Twitch with uh, Cosmopolitics. Yep, streaming it right now, too. Thank you, StreamYard. <laughs> All right. What's up? Welcome. Welcome new viewers also who come from who come from Twitch. Uh, so, yeah. So what kind of uh, the premise for today, you know, Ben, ben is an, I don't know. Do you even know what Ben is doing, Andy? I, I don't. He had, he didn't tell me. So he's doing uh, something like super mysterious. Yeah, uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, it it is almost Halloween, right? So what better day than today to go into Andy's garbage bin of horrors? Uh, so Andy's house of horrors of basically Andy suggests five or six clips from the deepest darkest uh, areas of the internet, or sometimes YouTube or Rumble. Uh, and we usually get to about one of them, but there's usually four or five more that are either just too strange, too dark, too off topic, too just, you know, uncomfortable for us to even look at. And, you know, with Ben being gone, we thought today was, was, was the day. So to, to look at some of this stuff. Yeah. And some of it's also not part of our core brand pop, uh, proposition. Um, yes. I do. Before we get too far from this, I do want to say uh, Ben is streaming tomorrow um, opposite of Movie Night Extravaganza. OK, uh, but but he's doing uh, he's doing a stream with uh, my friend uh, KT Baldessaro, uh talking about the um, Purge movies, which KT was in one of them. Oh, nice. So, okay. uh, yeah, this is this is uh, uh, going to be fun. Um, uh, so so come back here. And also tomorrow, Ben has a piece going up in Jackman about Nightmare on Elm Street movies. So um, look for that. Nice. Okay, nice. Ben is still doing stuff for everybody who misses Ben. Um, so yeah, so what you just saw, uh, to start off with the House of Horrors theme, uh, it went a little, it, it went kind of viral on Twitter, but it's, uh, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's from an Israeli satirical show, uh, Aretz uh, Nehederet. Uh, I haven't really spoken Hebrew since my bar mitzvah about 20 years ago. So I'm probably uh, bungling the, uh, the pronunciation, but if you, if, better uh, you than I, <laughs> yeah, according, yeah, yeah. At least I have that cover. Uh, but according to them, uh, it's Israeli's number one comedy television show. So that's the best Israel had to offer in terms of satirizing that picture with, uh, with, with Greta Thunberg. Uh, have you, have you all seen that clip on Twitter or, Oh, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> unfortunately, I have seen that horrifically unfunny clip. <laughs> yeah, that's the first I time haven't. you saw it, Christina. Yeah, I, my, my Twitter algorithm is mostly like movies related topics now. So it's like politics is kind of a bit of a back burner, my algo, thankfully. So I'm not like, I'm not seeing what everyone's seeing now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so 
Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's probably good that you missed that one. Uh, the, si- I don't know, I guess there's no studio audience or something, but the, uh, that silence when she, when she calls up, uh, right. You're that, waiting yeah. for the laughter. Like I, I don't find it funny, but surely there's plenty of, of <laughs> Zionists who would enjoy that humor. And it's just, dead air like it's even like they're waiting for the laughter there's just nothing (laughs) like yeah yeah it's really rough Uh, i mean like they they would get laughs if there was an live studio audience just at you know the catharsis i mean that's really what it's basically just Mm -hmm. and i think it's just like anger unleashed as as comedy um I, i mean maybe they really thought it was funny but it was one of the most painfully there's just so there's just so many things wrong uh i do think uh I, yeah, I do have. I have kind of heard this this meme that they're starting. Like uh, a friend of mine who's a, a, a Jewish anti-Zionist, like uh, an old friend from high school, like messaged her on Instagram, just saying like chickens for KFC. So, and she's like, "What does that mean?" And I was like, "I haven't heard this, but I am quickly kind of putting together the dots of that. This is their this is their big thing. Uh, you know, that's saying like your support. You're trying to support." Uh, someone who would, you know, wants to kill you basically. Uh, and that's like the, you know, the lack of logic in that, but it's uh, obviously uh, not really doing justice to the situation whatsoever. But I don't know. Have you, have you guys heard that kind of propaganda before? Yeah. As a queer yeah. person, a lot of what I've been seeing is, Oh, you're queers for, for Palestine. Stuff. Yeah. They would throw you off a rooftop if you were there, which is like, First of all, not really based on in, in any reality. But even if that was the case, I would still not support apartheid. Like I'm, my my um, yeah, my opposition to apartheid is not conditioned on whether or not the subjugated peoples support my exact politics. Like I'm, I'm not going to be like, oh, but they don't watch my Twitch stream, so I guess I can't, you know, oppose the fucking apartheid. Yeah. yeah. I, um, and it's not like Israel's laws regarding, you know, the LGBT community is any better. Let's be real here. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, Eve Partlow's like, I'm going to go off and marry Amber Heard in Israel and be with her forever. And I'm like, I hate to tell you this, but it's your, your homeland allegedly does not support marriage equality. Good luck with that. Yeah, also, have anti-miscegenation laws. <laughs> Not that that would affect Eve Fartlow, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think um, you know whatever the situation on the ground is, and it's obviously a lot more complex than they're making it out to be. You know, in terms of like uh, you know, gay marriage wasn't even legal in this country until until recently, and there are still you know tons of places that you could go. Uh, you know, there's places in this country you could go where it would be obvi- obviously it's more accepted and places you could go where being queer is still, ex- you know, extremely, extremely discriminated against. Right. Mm-hmm. And even in the most tolerant places, you're still, you know, can face uh, discrimination or hate crimes. But the point is, is that, you know, array of, you know, even in the places where they aren't tolerant that, you know, I don't think any morally sane person would say, oh, well, that just means that they could be bombed to like oblivion or something like that or like we shouldn't you know if they if they were uh, bombing alabama and we're like you know i mean some liberals might be like that you know that's good because it's a red state but the point is is that our solidarity with uh you know people who are suffering like you know literally military bombardment as you said shouldn't be 
just based on whether they, you know, what their political views are whatsoever, you know, and I think any kind of muddying the waters of, you know, once, like, once children are being killed and you're muddying the waters about what the people's views are, I feel like you've kind of lost a, a moral compass, but, uh, we probably all agree. Right. Yeah. Uh, and there's, there's also this fear of Hamas coming to the States and like attacking us. I'm like, they don't have that power, but I will say this. I live right off of like a government, like bombing, uh, like creation, mm-hmm. like factory, like r- run by the government, whatever SRS. Mm-hmm. So like if something, if someone were to bomb this place, the whole like East coast would be obliterated, including myself. So I'm like, Oh, great. Don't have to worry about that though, because ain't no Ground way anything's happening. Yeah. yeah, we're good. I'll yeah. say I have to disagree, you know, disagree with the idea that Hamas isn't coming here. I have intel that Hamas is coming to small town Nebraska. So folks in the, the middle, border, folks in, in flyover uh, country, you have to be scared, all right? Because border <laughs> patrol says that Hezbollah and Hamas are have already infiltrated our borders, and they're coming right to the Walmart in your town, the one thing that you have in, in your entire county. They're <laughs> watch out, Omaha. Nothing is sacred anymore. <laughs> you know, the, yeah. the only thing that video made me do is really just imagine, like, uh, you know, put Donald Trump's voice in my head, going. They're not sending their best anymore. <laughs> Mel Brooks, Albert well, Brooks. Well, well, I don't want to get all his... the, Michael Brooks. All these funny Jews named Brooks. I know. I, I don't. I don't. I don't want to get into uh, you know, uh, as you know, uh, Israel versus diaspora culture. But uh, you yeah. know, a lot of those comedians, let's just say, are from uh, from the from the diaspora. Uh, or the like, or those ones on TikTok that are the ones that I've seen are the ones that are making fun of like Palestinian suffrage on TikTok, and I'm just like. Oh yeah, there's that. Like yeah, there's. I'm like, guess what? Guess what? When the rapture comes and all the evangelical Christians go back to Israel, you're not gonna be there because according to them, you're gonna be dead. So yeah, but it's a you know it's a a unholy alliance for now, right? Um, Right. Yeah. But yeah, I I think it's always fun to tell people for the first time too, like what's going on with why evangelical Christians support Israel, like people who are just like, and then they're like, what? Like, I mean, that I don't fully know. I'm like, I'm like, it has something to do with like, all of us have to be there. Right. So that, right. uh, so that like the, the rapture can come. Right. Like are yeah. any, yeah. do all the Jews have to leave New York or is it just like a percentage of us have to all go to, to Israel? Do you guys know if that? If you're actually? good, you, you'll, you pass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think there's like a particular number that's actually going to survive. And, uh, I think the rest of y'all die. I'll quickly yeah. consult my uh, my Bible, my my Americanized Bible, and <laughs> go to the Book of Revelations and figure yeah. out the exact number of Jewish people. Yeah, I think it's one thousand four forty. Yeah, one hundred forty four thousand yeah. uh, uh, people are gonna are I, gonna live. I think what's clear is that we should definitely be basing our current opinions on this conflict on and on who should get what land and all that stuff on the Bible. I think right. that's that's exactly. the number, oh yeah, BC the number is a one strong thing. argument. Yeah, it's the number one thing. Uh, I, I I know when we debunked uh, uh, one of Ben Shapiro's videos, he was like, you know, facts don't care about your feelings. And then the first thing he starts talking about is like in the Bible. And it's like, <laughs> okay, man. Like he was complaining you- about the Pope the other day, going on and on. I was like, you, why does it matter to you what the Pope supports? Because it's You're Judeo. Not- <laughs> Right, the crossover. The Judeo-Christian values, he's always, he's always saying. Uh, uh, I did just get word from my friend Bam, who says that the um, <laughs> the Hebrew Israelites have to go as well, which I 
I asked the question the other week, what do the Hebrew Israelites, the black Hebrew Israelites feel about, uh, feel about Israel? And then I saw a video today of them assaulting pro-Palestinian protesters. And I was like, well, my question is answered. Yeah. I only know about their feelings on Taylor Swift. Um, <laughs> It's like, and uh, it's always sunny when Charlie's like the wild card of like, I have no idea, you know, what, take, the what, gas crisis? what their take is going to be on, <laughs> on anything. We need to ask Kyrie what he thinks about, uh, <laughs> about all this stuff. You know, I don't know if he is a, would consider himself a black Israelite, but I know he's kind of, you know, runs in some of those, uh, some of those circles. So um, I think he's actually been silent on, on, on Israel. Um, I mean, personally, I'd rather ask Stretch from Naughty by Nature, but that's just because I want to talk to Stretch from Naughty by Nature. That's just me. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would have a lot of basketball questions for Kyrie that have nothing to do with that. That's what I want to talk to him about. Uh, anyway, all right. So, Andy, uh, what do you? What, what are some of the stuff you have for us today for this well, spooky well, Halloween? Um, I really kind of want to start off with something that I think we'll all enjoy. It'll be like a quick hit. Um, uh, but, uh, I, I think, um, why, why don't we go with, uh, did you know that Alex Jones made a commercial for Andrew Tate? <laughs> um, oh, no. yeah. If, uh, for those of you who don't know, cause we've never actually talked about Andrew Tate on this channel. Um, a- Andrew Tate is, uh, currently, I think he's still in prison, right? Um, he is out on house arrest, but okay. he is, okay. uh, he's, facing quite a few charges of sex trafficking and he's currently being further investigated uh for money laundering i don't know when i became the uh, the, the authority on what's going on with andrew date but at some point i did fall into that role (laughs) yeah i'm glad that you know i was like i i don't i don't you're the course you're the correspondent right now live live on the scene (laughs) he's still in his fucking house in Uh, bucharest i'm recording live yeah like sex trafficking and all kinds of just terrible stuff and he actually admits on his website that like uh you know he he dates girls to make them into uh uh you know um uh, can girls. to see if they're girlfriend material before um convincing them to become cam girls bringing them into his scheme and he even has mm-hmm. a a bottom bitch as he referred to her as on his website that he uses to make the women more comfortable i mean he literally had a website this that was like this is how i sex traffic women you can do it too <laughs> it wasn't and then like, he's like i didn't say any of that you're <laughs> twisting my words and i'm like you literally said how you would do it dude and um, you plagiarized uh, wikipedia <laughs> one one interesting thing about Andrew Tate is he is pro Palestine because they had less vaccines given to them, and he thinks that that <laughs> that because they were not vaccinated, that means they have more freedom, which is insane when you're talking about the population of Gaza, who like ninety eight percent of them don't have access to clean drinking water. But he's like, you know what the real <laughs> what the the but they're really free folks because they weren't vaccinated, despite the fact that I'm sure most of them would have gladly been vaccinated if it was fucking possible is he is he is he um muslim as well or did i make convert very recent he converted and then he was praying with an imam um and then immediately hopped on a private jet and was smoking a cigar and drinking uh scotch on the plane and so the haram police got his ass quite quickly (laughs) Mm. yeah um anyway so let's see this is an ad that that he cut you're saying andy yep okay let's check it out 
In the modern world where they convince a woman to get a job, the man to get a job, they inflate the currency so nobody can exist any other way because it's too expensive. The parents are out working all day. The school and the internet and the matrix raise your children. Your children go to school all day and be told things that you may not want them to learn. Then they sit on the internet and read things and watch things you may not want them to watch. You talk to them for 10 minutes at the end of the day and they go to bed. You're fighting with your 10 minutes against endless hours of the most entertaining programming or the most forceful programming in school it's forceful on the internet it's entertaining convincing them of ideas that you perhaps don't agree with i've seen it myself on youtube i've seen a, a guy in america driving his car and his kids were in the back seat and he was arguing with them about an issue and they was like where did you hear that school he's like why did the school tell you that that's not true and his own children are arguing with him because they learned it in school have you ever tried to take your children out of school you'll get fined you'll get in trouble no your kids have to go to school yeah. you have to give your kids away to the school if you don't give your kids away to the brainwashing you'll get in trouble as an all-star fighter businessman motivational speaker and philanthropist <laughs> andrew tate has truly earned the title of top g but there's Those another ears. title andrew tate holds that has enraged the globalist he is consecutively the most googled man in the world in the last two years and that's because his message is about human and specifically male empowerment now, Andrew Tate is taking his fight to empower and supercharge men to the next level. Introducing Top G Supplements. We are proud to introduce and sponsor the Top G line of supplements by Andrew oh Tate and God. his crew. Now you have the chance to benefit in body, mind, and soul with the same supplements that Andrew Tate takes himself. Learn more about these amazing products at andrewtatepower.com. AndrewTatePower.com and discover the power of Andrew Tate's new supplements that are the highest quality on the market. I think there's a whole bunch of men in the world who understands my value. And if men grow up to be like me, you're going to have a whole bunch of people with no criminal record, dedicated athletes who no protect criminal and provide record. for the people close about, to them. About that. About that. Um. Now, did Alex Jones really do that or was that AI? Oh, you're muted. Yeah, that, that was a real Alex Jones commercial that he had. It was a few years ago before like Andrew Tate really kind of blew up. Okay. Um, so uh -oh. so like Andrew Tate was kind of on the rise. Um, Alex Jones was still up here before he had his fall. Mm. Um, Cause uh, you know, now, Oh God, what, what is he now? He's on a new network now, isn't he? Um, and uh, yeah, it was. Um, and that, that yeah the, he did he cut two commercials and that was what the first of them that that one has that that just wonderful light at the end you know your kids are gonna have a criminal record yeah they won't they'll have no criminal record he said right that's so amazing <laughs> so amazing <laughs> your kids your kids will never be in house arrest and in bucharest uh <laughs> for, 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 for sex trafficking charges could have happened to a nicer guy, right? When, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like how he says, like, fear-mongering, your kids are being raised at school. Like, well, yes, <laughs> a little bit, that's true. And I think people should generally be okay with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think also, like, most parents probably are happy to have a place where they could put their kid. Uh, mm -hmm. I guess if, you know, that we had universal basic income, it would be a little easier for everyone to be homeschooled but i don't think that he would support i think he would say you have to go work as well right so yes. i don't know what he wants your kids to be it's there. all about the hustle <laughs> do the hustle <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh but yeah i mean uh the you know i guess like it is interesting that such a horror uh obviously there are certain things you don't want your kids to be learning in school but it's so horrible that your kid might learn 
something you don't agree with and then disagree with you. And then you might have a conversation with your kid in which, uh, yeah, it sounds. I'd love to know what that conversation was. Cause it's so vague in there. Right. Uh, it's just like, it could be anything like, like, uh, you know, maybe, maybe they were talking about like slavery. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I don't know. I don't want to know it. Well, we kind of know what Tate thinks about slavery, I guess, but right. I, sex slavery. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Good. And, and do it. Yeah, and like, I'm afraid that public schools aren't going to teach my kids how to sex traffic and, <laughs> and turn women into sex slaves adequately enough. So. <laughs> yeah, they could teach them that at home. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And did your kids ever disagree with you? Or oh, all the you, time, all yeah. the time. Is that hard? It's not horrifying when that happens. Not really. I mean, my kid was a little mad at me about uh, telling them who uh, um, Matthew Lillard was because uh, he was in a. Uh, uh, Five Nights at Freddy, which which they went to go see yesterday. <laughs> that that caused that sounds like an like a like a world household uh, rift about something. Matthew yeah, because he's Matthew not Lillard. the original Ghostface, because we all know that's really Ghostface Killer from the Wu Tang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like something that could cause conflict in, in, in that household. So, all right, did you Wu Tang is for children? <laughs> do you want to play the uh, uh, the second? Uh, yeah, I think that one would actually be really nice for Ben's audience because uh, uh, you, you'll see, you'll see. Just, just um, I don't want to spoil anything, but but uh, it's it's uh, it's definitely part of our core grand proposition here. Okay, let's see. Someone compared me to Socrates, which is a, a <laughs> he was vilified. He ended up poisoning himself in Athens. Charge against him. If you read about his poisoning and his arrest, they said he was corrupting the youth, but he wasn't corrupting them. He was inspiring them to challenge authority. He was inspiring them to think mm. for themselves. When you have the youth, the masculine youth of the world, thinking for themselves, it's scary to authority. Because it's the masculine youth of the world that is, one, the revolutionaries, and two, also, that's the backbone of the slave force. <laughs> if you need people to die in a ditch in Afghanistan, you need them. More than you need the feminists and the liberals, you need the, the real men to go out there to purport and prop I like how there's all these military guys, and then there's just like like a union iron worker. Just right, looks like, right. Looks like, like happy. The masculine uh, youth, this middle-aged man. <laughs> masculine youth. That Yeah, that's an interesting phrase. I don't know if I want to unpack that. System. And if enough of these men stand in one place and say, this is enough, that's when a revolution happens. So this is the most dangerous oh, group of the demographic <laughs> that the Matrix and the people are trying to control. So and they have, have a narrative over, and that's is why they're trying to the them in every regard. As an all-star fighter, businessman, motivational speaker, and philanthropist, Andrew Tate has truly earned the title of Top G. But there's another title Andrew Tate holds that has enraged the globalist. He is consecutively the most Googled man <laughs> in the world in the last two years. And that's because his message is about human and specifically male empowerment. Oh, man. Uh, so is he against uh, he's against like the Iraq war and stuff? Um, he's against the Iraq war, but pro Bolsonaro is what I'm gathering <laughs> from this ad. I also, that also man is so healthy. Just sort of to harken back to the themes from the first ad, he said, we need to train the masculine population to not be slaves. Feminine youth? Fine. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly where we want them. Masculine youth? They got to rise up. <laughs> yeah. Let's. So th this is like the same ad, right? From the... Uh, uh, there's a little bit more at the end. But, yeah, uh, let's see. To the next level. Introducing Top okay, G see. Supplements. We are proud to introduce and sponsor the Top G line of supplements by Andrew Tate and his crew. Feared of increases testosterone levels, promotes physical strength and energy, 
and elevates male libido. Unmatched perspicacity is the smart nutrient out. Elevates male libido while showing like shirtless men playing basketball together. <laughs> they need to show. Never mind. Oh, I'm not going to say it out loud. Like <laughs> Top Gun, where they're all oiled up and playing. Ball yeah, ball. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that was an interesting. That was an interesting <laughs> cut. Um, wait, did it, okay. Powerhouse to take your mind and focus to the next level. Sheer indefatigability, the new kid <laughs> on the block of Ooh. nutraceutical brain science for cognitive function. Oh Scientifically God. researched quality. Brain pill? Now available at andrewtatepower.com. Discover the entire amazing line at andrewtatepower.com today. My life is a fight. What do you mean I'm not what fighting a battle? I'm fighting a battle against the oppression of humankind. andrewtatepower.com. The only way you fail is not taking action. andrewtatepower.com. <laughs> Socrates incarnate. There he is. <laughs> you yeah. know what? Why can't someone poison him? If he's compared to Socrates. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's well, that's what's happening right now. Right. He's that... facing a similar trial. They didn't uh, charge him with corrupting the youth, um, but sexually exploiting the youth. So. <laughs> right. He w- but he was trying to to preach his gospel um he is he's you know and his method is quite similar to socrates he employs the socratic method he's always asking (laughs) asking questions he's not didactic he's not uh but honestly i don't know about you my impression is that if someone is like socrates is a personal hero that's a red flag to me these days i i I don't i you know nothing wrong any philosopher honestly like that, even Karl Marx? No. no <laughs> I'm talking about like, oh. Yeah, the Greek, like, ones. The Greek ones. Yeah, like, yes, the I'm Greek like, ones. Like I'm Plato. Statue-avi kind of individual. Uh, yeah. Only if they refer to Socrates as Socrates. Like like if they say Socrates <laughs> is my hero, it's like, I, I, can, I can deal with that. Learned everything I know about Socrates uh, from watching Bill and Ted. <laughs> Socrates. Yeah, basically, like, these guys look yoked up in their Greek statues. They look muscular, mm-hmm. and, I, and, and and they were smart. They were smart guys from the past before, you know, uh, civilization <laughs> was corrupted. I don't Yeah, I assume it's mostly an aesthetic. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, like, so funny to, to compare yourself to Socrates, but, like, to do it in the most pompous, <laughs> self-righteous way possible. Because it is, like, I am being victimized by society because I'm so good. And I have opposed all of the evils and the ills of our governments. I am on the right side of history. I'm spreading my propaganda on TikTok. I'm corrupting the youth. And so I am unjustly being targeted. And in that way, I would like to think that I'm exactly like Socrates. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh I, I guess once he gets into the specifics of like what is actually um like what the matrix wants, it's all just it's all just like gender politics stuff right, right. Uh, but it's uh which is weird yeah. because the matrix is about gender politics just not the gender politics that he's for right the actual the actual movie yeah i don't know yes. what they think about that um <laughs> but um yeah i mean it's it's always interesting though the that like just to so nakedly see them kind of take this uh what they they know there's like rebellious energy out there and trying to put it into uh i don't know i guess just like a supplements ad but uh <laughs> there's some, there's something real out there that they that they're really good at tapping into i guess but then like the it's just so vague when he's talking about the system and and and, and stuff like that but i don't know um 
All right. Are we, Andy, is there anything else on Andrew Tate? Or are we? Do we I don't. We I don't know. I mean, uh, it's, that's all I had for Andrew Tate. Um, oh, there's not. There's not more ads. Okay. No, no, just the two. Um, unless there's more that I haven't uh, found yet, but but I've only found those two. Um, uh, do, do you want to give a half tip to the serfs who who did like kind of lead me to that one? Um, <laughs> so so uh, you know, I I'm not out there completely crazy, you know, digging up these things. Uh, uh, okay. I, I, you know, there are other crazy people doing this as well. So, yeah. Um, well, why don't we do a few minutes of something that you found this Taylor Swift thing on, on, by your, by yourself, right? Or do you want to yes. do, or, or do you want to do Barbie? Um, I don't know. We'll let the ladies decide. <laughs> okay. Well, Taylor... I mean, I'm dressed up, I'm dressed up as Barbie. So like, <laughs> okay. All right. Let's, let's do Barbie is accidentally based. Uh, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to cue that up. Uh, yeah. So just as an intro for this one, this is the Lotus Eaters podcast, which is um, Sargon of Akkad or, or whatever his name is. Carl uh, Benjamin. Uh, That's like his, his uh, project. Uh, he's not actually in this video. It's, it's a couple of British guys that uh, are, are part of uh, his, his network. Um, and, uh, they went to go see Barbie. Cute. All right. We'll watch. We, we, we won't watch all 30 minutes. <laughs> we would, that would be bad. I'll <laughs> watch a few. Yes. I did steal that joke from a tweet. The Barbie movie released much to my joy because the theater was packed with lots of pretty blonde women wearing pink and also us, the Lotus Eaters went and saw it. Now, not most of the hosts. It was most of the, the back team. You can see the photo on Twitter where I'm grimacing because I'm surrounded by baby pink and inflatable sharks. Uh, but everyone else had a great time, and I had a great time watching it because Does he have fucking the film Socrates was an utter disaster. <laughs> yes. They didn't realize what they made. They have no idea that they have made the best propaganda piece for reclaiming masculine vitalism against the matriarchy ever created. So I saw it with a slightly different lens because yes. I, I went to it thinking, I'm going to watch this to see, is it something I could show my daughters? Because I've got two daughters in the target age range. Uh, no. So I was looking at the first level dynamics. But actually, when I saw that you were going to do a segment on it and you, you've come with this base narrative, yes, there is a sort of subtext going on that actually on a second viewing, I think I could quite get into. Oh, it's accidentally. Because Ken is really kind is. of our guy, isn't he? Ken, Ken is... As the Ryan Gosling meme goes, literally me. As you may know, YouTube arbitrarily demonetized our channel. So I'd like to thank Lutzis.com's <laughs> first sponsor, Atlas VPN, for supporting us and providing a service that is actually useful as we move into our new cyberpunk dystopia. Atlas VPN Premium is just $1.83 per month. I'm sure we can three skip. months extra and a 30-day money-back guarantee <laughs> if you aren't happy with the service. Skip this ad before. The I do love, I do love from region locks it. So you can I can't imagine why we were demonetized. World. But I think more importantly is that it masks your is supported. You're all set. To repeat then, Atlas VPN Premium is just $1.83. So, so, so he nicked neo-Gastonism, because I would have right. loved to have made that interpretation, but well done, John Doyle. And then John Doyle said something about about Ken yeah. and I said we're talking about uh, Beauty of the Beast said, my, my editor at the critic said no neo-Kenservatism that is the Kennedy we are going with today Ken <laughs> Ken is our guy and I've seen lots of conservatives say that the Barbie movie is woke it's awful it tries to be but don't let them get away with their propaganda because if they screw up and accidentally make something we can claim we will claim it don't give an inch That's so it is doing. definitely trying to miss the ending yeah but it's made by such incompetence they yeah. don't even know what they're talking yeah, but they kind of did it accurately to the point where it actually displays all the weaknesses of woke as well. Yeah, which I'm sure you're going to get into. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's good. and and no no transphobia in this segment, Dan, because we want it to go on YouTube. Even though the Barbie movie is very transphobic. 
There's yeah, a actually, trans it is. It really, really is. Yeah, we'll jump movie. into that. Don't worry. <laughs> that we don't <laughs> even really relationship failed and benefited the same man woman if you subscribe to our website you'll get articles like this one with a narration track from uh john crow this is an article i wrote while i was away in america lovely and it was on uh jonah hill and why men can't marry mermaids i saw this wonderful painting in the harvard art gallery and thought well that's probably how jonah hill's feeling this week considering his ex leaked a bunch of texts that he sent where he was perfectly reasonable and she was like i want to post nudes on the internet so they broke up and the thing All right, can we pause here? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, wait, wait. wait. For, first of all, did these men not watch the end of the movie, though? Like, it's not the real patriarchy that he learned about. He's like a little kid with, like, an empty brain. He absorbs whatever he reads, thinking what it is. And then he realizes it's more about individualism and not being an accessory to a woman. Uh, I also just have to say the hubris of these two bozos to see Ryan Gosling on screen and feel Are represented by him. <laughs> yeah, come on, guys. Come on. He's got the tan. He's got the tan. You know, washboard abs. They don't. Um, it's not. I think that there's a lot of uh, dissimilarities between them and and Ryan Gosling. Yeah, they, they should have saw. Um, oh, what was that character? The uh, the the one that's uh, all of um, oh. Oh no! I just forgot his name. Uh, you, you know the the one uh, uh, Scott Pilgrim played. Oh, oh Alan? Alan? Alan. Yeah, they're closer to Alan than they are. Yes, to they, yeah, yeah, definitely. Seriously, there are no multiples of these dudes. They're just them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely lacking in some charisma. Real quick, don't want to go into a Jonah Hill rabbit hole, but if you have to uh, exaggerate that much the Jonah Hill situation to make your point, then then fuck right. you. They said that. But they say that. Um, she wanted to post nudes and he was perfectly reasonable. Uh, yeah. Uh, quick debunking on that, I believe she is that she was a, she, yeah, she was a surfer mm-hmm. who posted bathing suit pictures before they were together and she wanted to continue doing that. Right. So bathing suit he, pictures that he liked and messaged yes. her about. <laughs> Some might argue that that might've uh, drawn <laughs> to her in the first place Uh, he also attempted to forbid her from surfing with men which (laughs) is just that is her career she she would have to quit her job (laughs) to stop surfing with men well how else is she gonna have babies if she's surfing right yeah yeah and i I like that this this fucking guy is in a museum uh, and then <laughs> sees Harvard. this painting, and he's like, "Hey, that reminds me of Jonah Hill." <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, An art enjoyer, someone who definitely is getting a lot out of the experience there. Also, yeah. these two men are sitting directly next to each other in the studio. I like that they have to they have to merge their videos though to make it. <laughs> it looks like they're not they're sitting next to each other. Are they social distancing? <laughs> is that what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> Concerning. Uh, Looking into it. it. Try and have a relationship with a beautiful woman that posts herself half naked on social media. It's about sterile as trying to shag a mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's get into the Barbie movie. Um, there was some stuff before before it released. You know that guy uh, did not some, some woke stuff, of what which he is that right before the film came out in the trailer, and this was in a scene in the film, you know, where Weird Barbie pulls down the map to the real world. Right. The map on it showed a dividing line in the South China Sea. So it shows the nine dash line, and that's the Chinese Communist Party saying that they own part of the South China Sea that Vietnam says is just off its coast. Oh. In 2014, yeah, Vietnam nearly got into an armed conflict with China because China plopped an oil rig 
right off of their coast. And so it's been banned in Vietnam because they're pandering to the Chinese markets to try and get the Chinese. Uh, people right. did point out that it's that really funny that Oppenheimer is not banned in Japan. It was a map drawn essentially to look like it was drawn by a child. <laughs> yes. It doesn't represent any of the actual real world. They're all <laughs> being played with people. <laughs> I also saw plenty of memes, I'm not stealing these, where they said that one of Barbie's first products also launched in Japan, so did Oppenheimer's. And I was just kind of impressed that we've got some <laughs> blonde white people featuring in a film that's coming out these days. Yes, yeah, but it was... <laughs> that guy, he's not getting any of, the, any of the jokes. The other guy, the other guy's just... He's had one too many of whatever he's drinking right now, apparently. He's, <laughs> he's like, wow, there, there are... Black Barbies and 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 and, and, and you know uh, Asian Kens and you know Barbies in wheelchairs and pregnant Barbies. Well, yeah, because I don't know if you know this. Barbie's been around since like what this a long time, like fifty years now, something like that, fifty, sixty years. Yeah, he's he's like I did not get that joke, but I'm just gonna start talking about. All right, we're finally getting our white Aryan children in film. <laughs> yeah, it was to denigrate the Kens. And they were yeah. very diverse cast members. But the fascinating yeah. thing about the Barbie and Ken cast, yeah, yeah. Uh, one, it's totally fine to objectify men at all levels and make yeah. them just himbos. And all of the men were fit and in shape. Now, they were various degrees of, of effeminate and masculine, but that was part of the yes. parody. Whereas all of the Barbies, you were allowed to be as grotesquely obese, dysgenic, and mutilated as you liked. Mutilated. Um, so the Barbies were very egalitarian in Life is Plastic. How he's all referring the Kens to dis- chat. disability representation is mutilated? <laughs> 2016 is when they started bringing those types of Barbies out because a lot of people were like, what about, you know, you know, people who are, you know, in the dis- that are disabled? You know, yeah. they deserve to have Barbies that look like them. And they got it. That's why they included all those Barbies, especially in the dance uh, scene. Yeah. And I mean, like, I don't know. There's just a lot going on here. Right. <laughs> That's also true. Physiognomy bears out, it turns out. So speaking of woke, these are the people behind it. Uh, Greta Gerwig was the director. Yeah. Greta Gerwig did Little Women and Lady Bird. So I, ha- I, I didn't know who directed it, but it was very clear watching it that it was directed by a childless Californian obese woman. No. So she is she's she's skinny. She is married to another California director, the guy that did Marriage Story, and she does oh. have two kids. Wow. Yes. Wow, okay. so everything you said was wrong. That one where Terry Crews is Snow White. Um, you're not far off, actually. Right. So these are the dwarves. Well, only one of them's a dwarf. Correction, yes, those Snow are White. not the dwarves. Uh, We've seen them already now. Yeah, yeah he, he said it's um, really dwarf-phobic to cast dwarves as the seven dwarves, even though he's made an entire career of multiple millions of dollars playing a dwarf. Wait, wait. He, he's pulling the ladder up behind him? Well, wait, they're mad at... Uh... They're mad at at him for playing a dwarf? They're mad at him for being mad at the dwarves look like that. Which now we know the dwarves are CGI now because they don't look anything like that now. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just, it's, there's just a lot going on there that they're angry at him for, uh, for having playing characters with the same physical stature. It's like, what is he supposed to do? (laughs) Like, he fucks it. Peter Dinklage is great. Yeah, I mean, the only it just makes no sense. They're saying he played like what? What the fuck was he supposed to do as an actor if not? Yeah, because I mean, like, like if you watch, um, unfortunately, don't, don't watch Tippy Toes, okay, or Tip Toes, just, just don't, please don't. Um, but uh, you know, those are like the only roles that you get. Uh, you know, it's it's a rom com if you want to know. Tip Toes is a rom com about a guy who's um 
family is all dwarfs and or um little people and he's not and it's matthew mcconaughey and his brother is played by um uh commissioner gordon from from the for the batman movies um uh, who's supposed to be a little person and um it's you know uh her his wife kind of learns about the little people community and um they have a child who ends up uh you know suffering from dwarfism and it, i remember this movie it's not <sighs> a good movie folks oh, it's it's one of the movies of all time i <laughs> the, there are multiple scenes in the film well most of the people playing um uh most of the people playing uh, little people are not little people obviously um uh and so there are multiple scenes where you see their real legs because they're just running around on their knees to film this oh, no. movie. So you can just see their legs sticking out behind them. Um, and it is, it is X. It is one of the worst yeah. <laughs> uh, representations of, of yeah. disabilities. <laughs> it's so Peter bad. Dinklage is in it. Yes, and he's he playing is. a French Marxist. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I imagine that he somehow manages to escape with his dignity just because, yeah, he, well, just the, because the, he's Peter Dinklage. Okay. Uh, I have a question though. If you're casting, Who's going to be Matthew McConaughey's brother? Would you pick um, Gary Oldman, who's a phenomenal actor? Don't get me wrong. I love Gary Oldman. Yeah. Uh, to play the little person. Or would you cast Peter Dinklage, who was right there in the movie, to play Matthew right. McConaughey's brother? <laughs> right. It's Well, yeah. I mean, I think calling him out for making a career as an actor for playing little people is is, is, is just, uh, you know. What else all is supposed the, to do? Yeah. And with all the opportunities out there for people with disabilities in Hollywood, right. you're angry at like one of the few people to 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 break through i don't know it just <laughs> yeah it's a very short ladder <sighs> but yes he is these are the finally that motherfucker gets a joke because right. so for the first, uh-huh. first time <laughs> dwarves again audio listeners we've just been confusing the audio listeners for this entire podcast i'm sure uh, you yeah. wouldn't have understood the intro if you're an audio listener but we have three black people two male and one female one dwarf who might only have one arm, judging by the photo. Uh, Jesus is in the back, and then two white men. So there's three white men, four white men if you count one of the dwarves, that's taken a job away from six dwarves. Right, not great. Uh, that's not Snow White. That's her stunt double. Right. But the real Snow White doesn't look far off. It's, okay. it's Rachel Zegler, and Rachel Zegler's a Hispanic woman. So... The, the whole thing with Snow White is, is like... White? Yes. Yeah. As white as snow. Snow, snow, not quite white. I mean, right. you, you probably shouldn't make skin complexions to dirt or anything comparisons because that would be very racist. You shouldn't do that. Right. So we'll skip over that bit. But it is a character. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's been written by Greta Gerwig um, and it will not feature Prince Charming and instead focus on a... Str- I love Actually, a lot of this changed. What do they have to be angry about, right? I They're mad. Understand. These conservatives are in uh, near tears that a woman of color is playing Snow White in a movie they were never going to see anyway. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and there's been so cares? many changes now to 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 the movie and like because it's now going to be released until like in sometime in like 20 <laughs> Or 25 at this point. Like, it's going to be a while before this movie comes out now, especially with the strike happening. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if they, I don't know if I believe that they actually care, but I think, I mean, they, they, they bring up Yeah. The skin is white. That's the one. Th- but I think, like, you know, the plot still works. I think right. most of the plot still works. Uh, and I that line. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't, I actually, I, I don't know how many other plot points are based on her you know whiteness uh, <laughs> but it's it's 
it's this first of all second of all this guy has like the perfect tucker carlson just like always looking confused about everything yeah uh, and, and, like if and guy like, fieri and tucker carlson had a child that is who, <laughs> what he's giving to me yeah. yeah these these really are some of the most mediocre guys all right We'll give them a couple more minutes. Uh, I do want to say, though, they do have uh, some hope around the horizon because uh, Ben Shapiro is releasing his own version of Snow White with on, his, on his channel. With his uh, other sister. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, she's oh, not, not the one, sister. not the one yeah. that's uh, famous for uh, well, no, yeah. the one that looks like for, him. for bad reasons, <laughs> right? Uh, uh, wait, the one that looks like, uh, wait, okay, yeah, the one who has my background. Yeah, no, she's it's not actually his sister. Um, she, she looks like him and works for him at, on the channel, and she's oh, playing Brett Snow Cooper. White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's the, not an actress. <laughs> um, no. yeah. The, the, if you see the trailer, like, like they they kind of tease it out. They kind of playing a version of like uh some song I think was related to uh uh Snow White, and and then they they reveal and like I didn't realize who that was, and I'm like, why is Ben Shapiro in a dress? <laughs> That's awesome. Saying so I was like. Oh wait, no, it's her. <laughs> yeah. If 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 Ben Shapiro remade Snow White and played Snow White, I would gain a lot of respect for him. Honestly, right. if, if he if if he yeah. played it straight. Stronger um, <laughs> Snow White who dreams of becoming a leader, and and she says that people are making jokes about Oz being the PC Snow White. It is because it needed that. Now that's that's Rachel Ziegler who who gave a leave uh, her alone. By the way, where he said plans out there's also more previous right, discourse wait, 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 speaking wait, wait, of whoa, this, whoa 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 uh, i've seen that before i saw that before so this is this is an anon account i quite enjoy following right. um i must disavow all of his takes including this one where he said that margot robbie's a hard seven you used to find a margot robbie in every blockbuster video in 1995 well i used to go to blockbuster videos in 1995 and not margot robbie no 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 no, no. um this this got she was like five million views on a single tweet and it got to the point of where at the turning point action conference uh, Florida Congressman Matt Gates got up and said, "Let me just be clear: Margot Robbie is not mid. A ten is a ten, whether it's oh, common good. map or not." Critical That's support for Matt Gates in this case. Congressman is commenting on Twitter anons rating Margot Robbie's <laughs> level of attractiveness. She's hot. I love where politics has got to. He was just a troll in the first place. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's doubled down on it because have you seen those memes recently? It's mainly featuring the other. The other guy just keeps being casually wrong about everything. <laughs> <laughs> or or they, do his they, research. They they just disagree, and then he's like. Yeah, imagine like he's went to the movie that he's supposedly covering for a podcast and he's like, I wasn't sure he directed the thing. I assume that she's a base and she has no kids. Like <laughs> I, even I will just casually like look up. Usually I would know, but I would if I was going to cover it for a podcast, I think I would like look it up before I saw it. But Right. Um, I also love that this guy's job seemingly is just to say, have you seen this meme? <laughs> have you seen this meme to which the other guy says no <laughs> that he repeats the meme verbatim and then qualifies i'm not stealing these memes doesn't attribute to whoever posted it and then the other guy doesn't understand he doesn't, he doesn't get the meme <laughs> one is terribly online the other one definitely is not that is <laughs> like an man with like brain damage or something <laughs> I just like to imagine that they're like neighbors, and that's why they're that's why they're doing this. They have nothing in common other than just like hatred of of, of women and people of color. Yeah, Zendaya or that that Zegler yeah. woman that's playing Snow White. Yeah, where this is who Hollywood wants us to think is a model yes. versus like random cashier, and she's yeah. smoking. Those that's, those yeah. things continue. But Margot Robbie doesn't really fit that that category. I mean, it literally no. in the Barbie film they say when Margot Robbie's saying oh, I'm not pretty anymore, Helen Mirren's narration cuts in and says. 
note to the directors, casting Margot Robbie in this role may not have been the person to make this point that you would hope. To be fair, Margot Robbie in um, whatever it is, the big Wolf, short was... was Wolf of Wall Street. Yes. Yes, you're thinking of... We can't Good. show that. Story. Another... Yeah, another um, exactly. Yeah, that and Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Anyway, the creepy old person. But, but he's, she's Turns also out, in the big Matt short. Matt Gates and his so wife are actually big confused. Barbie fans. And so they went to... This is a, an Aspen Ideas festival um, party thing. It wasn't actually the premiere. But they decided to dress up in a Barbie theme because it was Barbie themed because it coincided. And... This is where I'm going to start complaining that the Conservatives take on this. I mean, Lauren Chen, friend of the show, she did a video where it said it's woke feminist messaging. And it's definitely how they try to do it, right? Matt Gates's wife says that disappointingly low testosterone from Ken. And then Ben Shapiro did a 43-minute interview where he destroys Barbie. His opera was not even close. I mean, I understand Ben's having a little bit of fun he's playing into the character. And he's right on some of his criticisms here. But I think all of the conservative influencers that have commented on this film have missed the point. Because, yes, that's what the movie was going for. The movie was trying to denigrate men. This is the take you got, right? That it was just disparaging men endlessly. Well, that, I mean, that is the surface level take. I mean, there was bits of it that I started to think, actually, that's really quite funny if you looked at it from a different perspective. These men um, never played quite Barbies funny The normal young. women that I know went to see it hated the film. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to rewatch it. it, oh, it makes women all of the women he knows. Pathetic. Yes. But the story's yeah. incoherent unless you're playing yeah. into the online discourse they're trying to satirise. But they satirise it so poorly they actually like are pro our side which is yeah. we don't hate men and, and, and chads rise up. Yeah, I mean there's definitely bits of this. Like, it's like I, I, are you going to get into the whole kind of story? Yeah, yeah. We, we may as well. We may as well break down. Do have some comments on yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. We, we'll spend quite a lot of time on that. Just, just a yeah. bit more preamble. There was a, a kind of sign that things weren't going as the filmmakers intended yeah. in an interview with Greta Gerwig for Rolling Stone. And in this, she explains that one of the scenes that you first see when Barbie and Ken enter the real world, you know, when they're rollerblading along Venice Beach. Oh yes. Barbie is beset by sexism from police officers, from construction workers, from volleyball players. They were filming that scene to say that. The world of men, the patriarchy that yeah. really exists, is constantly assaulting women with sexism and compliments that have, quote, an undertone of violence from all sides. The funny thing is, when they filmed this, it didn't play out that Entendre. way. This is a quote from Greta Gerwig. When we were actually shooting... What did you say? Did you say pause? No, I said, like, he's saying a violence, but he's, he's mistaken for, uh, like, double entendres. <laughs> on Venice Beach with Margot and Ryan in neon rollerblading outfits. It was fascinating because it was actually happening in front of us. People would go to Ryan, high-five him and say, awesome, Ryan, you look great. And they wouldn't actually say anything to Margot Robbie. They'd just look at her. It was surreal. In that moment, she felt self-conscious. As the director, I wanted to protect her. Right, so it's sexism if Margot Robbie does and doesn't get compliments, <laughs> but everyone's walking up to Ryan Gosling going, yeah, bro, literally me. And he loves it. And he loves it. And he was yep. humble enough to interact with everyone as well. But Greta Gerwig oh, saying, oh, Margot Robbie's not getting the compliments she deserves? Well, I have to shield her. But as Barbie, if she's getting hit on, oh, this is patriarchy. We must institute the mate. What are they even trying to say here? I don't I mean, even know what they're trying to say. Like, it, like she, she, even, she felt self-conscious because, like, you know, people were, like, staring at her, a little shocked, and, like, you know, um, they probably, a lot of people didn't know what how to approach her. I, mean, I would be like, girl, you look great. You look like, I'm like, I owned that Barbie when I was your, when I was younger. Like, you you go, girl. I can never grow a blade either. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's, he's taking, He, I think he's probably taking this Greta Gerwig anecdote out of context, probably. Way too um, far to the point where it's like, they're not even sure what point they're trying to make anymore. Yeah, the other guy is just going to 
keep oh mind. yeah mm-hmm. okay. expert cause... commentary i've really enjoyed <laughs> the many thoughts that he has shared <laughs> yes. yeah yeah but i mean are they really trying to say that uh i guess i guess they're saying you you like no matter no matter what way whether she gets comments or not uh that greta uh, that greta gerwig is mad but it's just kind of confusing are they trying to say that like women aren't often accosted by like yeah. remarks on the street. I mean, which is, uh, you know, <laughs> a, a bit of an insane thing to posit. I mean, like any, any woman can tell you that you don't even need to be dressed up. I mean, it happens to me in Chicago in the winter when I'm wearing a shapeless coat, when I have my scarf over my face, all you can see is my eyes. That doesn't deter. They don't even know what gender I am. It doesn't deter a man. All right. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. um, so the idea oh, yeah. that this is not happening is what? wild. Yeah. One time I, I just got off of work and I cleaned houses during the day. So I'm wearing like a t-shirt and like jeans and whatever and i was walking into walmart this guy walked past me he looked at me he's like stay away from the vision center and i'm like okay i don't know what that means as in like like you know don't you know you should really should look at yourself and you know see how ugly you look or whatever Uh, but i'm like i'm like okay like don't don't, you know don't approach a a young woman when you're an old man I i can get away with some stuff because of my womanhood in trouble <laughs> yeah i mean it's uh i think that i i guess they're not really denying that it happens but i mean it's uh, they, they're not really talking about why it's okay it's just this weirdly plucked uh yeah interview in rolling yeah. stone where i assume the context is that uh i don't know i, I honestly don't even know what the they really I, I'm, I'm assuming what happened on set was like they didn't expect a lot of people to like go up to the set be like whoa uh, yeah you know, and then, you know, of course, Ryan Gosling's going to get all the, you know, the, the you know, because it's Ryan Gosling. But for Margo, it's probably like either she's going to get the cap calls and stuff like that, or people are just going to stare and be like. Yeah. I mean, I think, and I think a lot of the, what they're responding to is just the, they, so they went in thinking that this movie's goal is to try to vilify men. Right. And if you actually saw the movie, that's not the point. It's trying to do mm-hmm. something more nuanced, whether or not. It accomplished that, uh, I think. I mean, I, I you know, I think it, it largely did. I'm saying you could have critiques of the movie on like in an intelligent way, but they're just because the movies actually the message was critiquing the patriarchy, but it wasn't about critiquing men. And I think it's trying to go for something more nuanced, right? And yeah. then I think because it didn't fulfill their stereotype, they're like, oh, that means just because men are shown and like, you know, it's shown that like you know, men can be better than the patriarchy or something like that, that any mm. nuance whatsoever, that means that it was actually secretly Chad's rise up just because like, right. Yeah. And wasn't the ultimate villain of the, you know, and they showed like, I don't know. I thought that, I mean, I coming out of, I don't know what y'all thought, but coming out of the movie, I thought it was interesting that. Did they you know, not watch the, I'm just Ken C by the end of the song, the Ken's realized they're enough, you know, they're, they're, they're good at what they they're do. They do not. things. They don't they, exactly. They don't need the Barbie's approval, you know, you know, put that manly hand in mind, dude. Like, like, yeah. I'm like, I, I feel like a lot of guys didn't understand, like as someone who took psychology, it was a psych major. Mm-hmm. There are certain themes. Like there's obviously with Barbie, a lot of it's, it's almost like an allegory for like womanhood. And yeah. for Ken, it's always, you know, it's always Barbie and Ken. Or even sometimes it's called Ken and Barbie when I grew up. But yeah. a lot of people don't understand is that for Ken's whole storyline, it's not about, you know, being a man or whatever. It's about, you know, 
not being attached to Barbie anymore, being, being an individual, being like Candace Potter enough to get, you know, to get, um, you know, his own like movies and stuff like that. Like he's, yeah, he's yeah. enough to be, uh, you know, his own doll separate from Barbie. And like, he's good enough to actually be, you know, bought and played with. Right. Right. Um, and, and I think, um, but you know, if, if they went in with like such a shallow level, like, expecting such a shallow degree of social commentary, which the movie ultimately didn't deliver. Uh, yeah. you know, I mean, I think they actually quite, the guy actually quite enjoyed the movie. On the yeah. Left. He doesn't yeah. understand. Because remember, he was like, oh, there was that joke about the part of the Helen Mirren joke. He he, he clearly really yeah. enjoyed that joke. Yeah, I think he, he almost said it verbatim. Yeah, he, he's. I think he felt empowered by the storyline with Ken that you're enough or whatever. And then he's like, yeah, he can only he can only interpret it, you know, that as like, oh, it was actually like a men's rights type of movie. I don't know. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's a really bad analysis overall. But Andy, did you finish this? I feel like we maybe have seen. I, you know, I never finished this the, video. Okay. We've, yeah, seen we've seen Kenneth. It, it gets. It gets a little <laughs> yes, we've seen. Uh, we've seen. We've seen Kenneth. But yeah. uh, some someone in the comments asked, "Are they popular at all?" This video has two hundred eighty thousand views three months ago. So this is quite they, they, popular. They were until today. Quite popular. Um, let's see. Oh, look at these comments. They so much on the side. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is so satisfying to hear how upset Greta was that Ryan was getting more praise. Based Ken, the moral of the story is that literally takes literally one day to dismantle the feminist utopia of Barbara, replace it with patriarchy. Uh, okay. Was that the point of the film? <laughs> no. Pre-order my wife dragged me along to the Barbie movie and I ended up enjoying the Ken movie more than she did. So these people like the movie. That's the problem. And they have to justify it. Right. They had uh, it's more about the Ken. They like the Ken part of the movie, but they didn't enjoy the Barbie part. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I liked I liked Ken. And <laughs> they yeah. accidentally made a pro men's rights movie. That's why that's why I liked it. I didn't love the sparkling musical numbers, the many witty jokes and double entendres. The mm-hmm. yeah. Oh man, it's so nice to see Matchbox when he finally get their due. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So what do we got? What do we got next? That was pretty horrifying in its own way because they kind of was. It was. Yeah. Um, mm. Do we want to clear the palette with some Jordan Peterson, or or do we want to uh, delve into Let's see. Uh, let's do a little bit. Yeah, let's clear the palette with 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 a, with a little Jordan because the other one's a little bit more in depth. All right. Let's see. I don't. Again, I've not seen any of these. Yeah, um, this this one went around. Uh, it's been on a bunch of places. Uh, I just thought uh, Ben's audience would really appreciate this because um, Jordan Peterson is starting his own university. Oh, yeah. And he, he and his daughter come up with this video, which like, uh, uh, just as a note, this is the, the music that's on there is what Jordan Peterson decided. This is the music we need to have to sell this university. This, it's... It's not me or Jake or anybody else coming in and putting another track on it. I got this um, straight off, as you can see, Jordan Peterson's webpage, you know, YouTube channel. So <laughs> let's see. Let's discuss what we're doing with Peterson Academy. We thought, what if we could make getting a degree 95% less expensive? Because yeah. that's a pretty funny target. It's like, can't we're going to by 95%. 
and offer a better quality experience along the way. Why wouldn't it be good to provide everybody, at least in principle, with access to the best (laughs) lectures? Why why should you be generally educated? Because otherwise you're going to be a useless, resentful, bitter, pointless, counterproductive lump. And that's not a good strategy. So that's why you think. You think so that your stupid thoughts can die (laughs) instead of you. If you get to the upper echelons of any kind of people who know a lot about almost everything. And so if you're stupid and you don't know anything about anything, they're just going to look at you and listen to you for like two seconds and think, well, I don't know where this clunk came from, but... (laughs) You know, he's not come along for the ride. You need like to you? be acculturated so that you can play with sophisticated people and you could play a sophisticated... Wait, so he's basically arguing for a liberal arts education. Which yeah, is- and he's really talking about himself when it comes to the stupid people. I'm like, dude. <laughs> also, too, I, I really think, you know, that coma, really, that, that medley dude's coma that could have killed him really fucked him up. Like... <laughs> Oh, like, he did not overcome his benzo addiction. And what, <laughs> no, no. Certain of in this world is that that man takes a, a ridiculous amount of benzos every day, enough to kill yeah. a small animal for sure. <laughs> yeah, enough to stun an elephant. <laughs> also, didn't we already do this with um, Barry Weiss's? Uh, what was it, Austin University? We yeah. already had this unaccredited. No, but Canada University. does not have one. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a Canadian version it's of Canadian. Okay. Yeah. And productive game, but also so that you've informed yourself with the greatest ideas of history so that whatever problem you're tackling, you're going to have <laughs> tools to tackle it with. Once we get it well developed, you'll be able to take all these courses and then, you know, you won't be a complete embarrassment to yourself. I didn't enjoy my university experience. The professor wasn't interesting. I was like, I'm pretty sure what they just said wasn't true. Mm. I got a psychology professor tell me rats weren't social creatures because they lived in cages. Literally that happened. What? Not traveling 40 minutes to go to this class. And I think it's cruel that people are told they have to go to university. They have to Amazing. Debunked college. So they can get a job. Otherwise, they're screwed. It's just a scam. It sounds like she was like, listening. no, it's true, though. You she have was, to. She I was love, listening very closely. Yeah. Right. I'm going to apply for a job with my Jordan Peterson University uh, degree and see if that holds any weight, you know, when they ask me to show my credentials. <laughs> Yeah, but I graduated from this university. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I do really like, yeah, so the logic is, listen, you got to go to university and get a liberal arts education because otherwise you are uh, you can't really, you know, hobnob with sophisticated people. Uh, so, you know, none of, don't just go to trade school or something like other conservatives would say, but, you know, normal liberal arts schools are too woke so right. and too expensive. So you have to do this. That's. That's the pitch. Because I guess the problem was that he first had to get over the, like, don't go to college thing. And that's why he's like, no, you got to go to college. But college is going to teach you that rats aren't social groups. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she, she I'm, I feel like that's something she half remembered while half listening. Like, what right. the, clearly she was paying close attention in school. I've, it's just like that hubris of people who are like, oh, I went to college, but I was smarter than all of my mm. professors. When it's oh, like, yeah. Oh, you thought you were smarter than all of your professors. And I'm not saying like I studied poli-sci in history. I had a lot of, uh, you know, poli-sci professors who were very much neoliberal and I have strong disagreements with their politics and their framing of a lot of issues. I didn't think I was smarter than them. <laughs> like I didn't think that there yeah. was nothing I could take away from this class. Right. Well, that's why, yeah. that's why I'm so glad. Like I, when I took human sexuality in college, I had a, a, a man, 
a male professor who was a very sex positive individual. So I was like, yes, this is good. Cause you don't want to have a, you don't want to have teachers who probably majored in something just, you know, for the, for the income to, and then mm-hmm. teaching a class that they don't absolutely love. Like that's where you lose interest in the class that the professor, you know, the professor has to be very interested into the topic or the, or the course that they're uh, teaching. Yeah. I think, um, you know, there's definitely crit- critiques you could make of different professors, but I think if you, you know, if we were to start a university, hopefully it wouldn't just be like the five of us in front of a white background giving a giving a, a TED talk because that's that's all it is. They were just they were just like like five different lectures, and that and that was like considered a university. It's probably like just on. It's pretty like, much just what college was, right? You watch five yeah. YouTube videos and you get a degree. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I just want to point out, I love this B-roll right here where he's just like yelling at people. Oh, God, yeah. Well, yelling he, he, about people on, on a topic he was absolutely wrong on. This was him yeah. getting upset about um, the proposed amendment to the, which did pass, to the Canadian Charter, I believe it is. I'm not that familiar. Charter with that. of Human Rights. Right. To, to make it a hate crime, to make it possible to hate crime trans people. And he was like... I'm going to be shot in the head by Canadian Mounties if I misgender somebody by accident, which was proven never not to be the case. It's been a law for a good time now. No one's ever been charged under it for mm-hmm. for misgendering yeah. somebody. Right, right. So, yeah, that was his claim to fame. But So basically, some of his students said, hey, can you please uh, not misgender me? And yeah. he said he said no. And he was, really, <laughs> horror. he was really, really angry about that. <laughs> It bothers me that people are being scammed to learn to not believe in themselves, assume that they can't <laughs> fix their problems, and then hate their country, basically. It would be Looks funny so if we could blow apart the university system a little bit because it's broken. Because I definitely predict you, that will happen. You were alienated out of your <laughs> job, basically. You'll be damn fortunate if we can provide you with a list of people who've graduated. And if you had any What's sense, you'll employ them preferentially because we did the rigorous screening work. I know how to do the rigorous screening work <laughs> because I studied that for like 25 years. This really feels like seminaric. Will signify high level conscientiousness and general cognitive ability. And those are very valuable for any employer with a clue. So I think we can just skip the accreditation process and go right to the employer. We are planning a soft launch in November. (laughs) And we might be able to change the education system. That's funny. Weird. I would that's never. Weird. I love my dad. I loved him, but I would never that's collab with him that, and stuff. Oh, yeah, they just. I'm sorry. You gave the game away. You gave up the griff. You didn't even yeah. have to mention that it was unaccredited in this commercial. But then he just says it. Getting <laughs> a job then with that fucking degree, like. And then Debbie's here. Just play out the music just for for a second, because because you gotta appreciate this. How sinister is this? this is oh shit! Sure it's launching in, like, in a day or two. Yeah, I think his. Uh, his I think he really wants to be a, a super villain. That's like his mm-hmm. aesthetic. So that's what the music. I think, but but remember, but so right at the end, he says like, "Oh, funny, like up yours woke more or less funny," and he laughs. Yours. Why did yeah. they include that? It does feel like he's breaking his kayfabe <laughs> a little bit. Right. Like I think I think it's a did did, did you catch? Because he we did that Warless tweet, and he's I know, like but, trying but, to make a callback to it. No, but it's like, yeah, it's weird. It's a weird moment, in my opinion. Education system. That's funny. 
Mm. It's weird. Yeah. Up yours, woke moralist. Yeah. We'll see who cancels who. Exactly. That sort of funny. That, that kind of funny. Oh, yeah, that kind uh, of funny. I don't know. I feel like he's... All right. I... I it was like uh, the self-awareness and the self-righteousness that made it funny. I mean, what, he said that in the context of getting banned from Twitter or temporarily suspended from Twitter. Like, it's not funny on its own, Jordan. And if if you are apparently, you know, in on the joke now, it's a dead meme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm. But I, I, I'm, I'm like, what level is he on? Because right. this whole thing feels like a Depends parody. Level. Yeah, I guess. I, 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 I guess. Um, all right, let's see what uh real quick, let me we'll see what what folks are saying. Are they going to go? Uh <laughs> Yeah, they don't they seem to be taking it. Oh, this one kind of made me sad. I saw this earlier. I'm 60 years old with poor health prospects, but I'm in. Oh, I can't wait to see yeah. what courses you offer. I'll just do it to educate myself more and have fun doing it. I'm Ugh. 51. <sighs> Oh man, yeah. I, I, almost actually, I almost started tearing up just thinking about this poor man. Uh, yeah, I guess. But, I mean, hopefully he's in Canada where he gets better health care than than we do here. So you know, there's that. Yeah, people aren't taking this as a joke. Um, what I would say is that if this ends up being uh, what's the word for sixty year olds or like septuagenarians, just like killing time with each other, right. <laughs> like talking about like, you know, all the, all the woke kids who, who yeah, they, how the grandkids seems, won't talk to them anymore. Yeah. That's probably yeah. the best, just like a babysitting service for, uh, you know, uh, sorry, I got distracted by, by this comment. <laughs> uh, Jake looks like a porn star. Uh, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. Our, yeah, our crowd isn't, uh, wouldn't make that comparison. Um, all right. So let's see. Uh, we're done with this guy. So we 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 cleared the the palette, right? Yeah. And now we have okay, well we have two options. We have uh Taylor Swift, what is the connection between all-seeing eye, Dionysus the god of theater, transgenderism, the eye of Horus, serious target Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift twice, uh, <laughs> uh Ice Spice the Daydens, the Rockefellers, and the Illuminati or or Cryptoland. I think those are two places we could which Ice is like Spice. an yeah, I th- let's go. Let's go, Taylor Swift. I think, right? Right. We'll watch it. Yeah, this is a forty-minute video. Though, so oh yeah, no, it. no. The video actually does kind of veer off into like the banks are trying to get us, and they they just have like these clip after clip after clip of the banks. I turned it off after that, but there there is there is some great content at the at the top of it. Um, this this is from a Black Israelite channel. Uh, channel. Mm. Um, Okay, so, that's why that's we we that was like Chekhov's gun earlier when it was mentioned. Now it's coming. Now it's coming back. Yeah, uh, I the first time I watched it, I didn't get that. So okay, so uh, okay. I, I was uh, confused through part of this. That is a oh, long title. Watch it! I'm not touching you. You have no idea. Did you hear that? Are, are they able to hear that? <laughs> I didn't play that, so that means that. Yeah, it totally seems haunted. It all went down night three of Tay's Airs tour in Foxborough, Massachusetts. At one point, her piano started playing on its own. In her most recent concert, Taylor Swift is performing. This is going to raise some controversy in the comments, but this just doesn't look right to me. Uh. 
have like two pianos playing against for Swifties, each other. Right. Seeing Taylor Swift yeah. live is a dream come true. But for some of these diehard fans, they have no memory of their concert experience. It's being called Taylor Amnesia. You heard that right. Some fans can't remember the concert they attended just moments earlier. That's what happened to 32-year-old Nicole Booz, who like saw later? Taylor earlier this month in Philadelphia. You spent almost $1,000 on a ticket, right? And you can't yeah. remember anything? It felt like so surreal. Afterwards, as we were leaving, I was like, did she play this song? I don't remember this song. I don't remember her doing that. Hollywood venerates the eye of Horus, or Dionysus. Ew, Jeffree Star, ew. God, that's <laughs> 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 Go by Target. 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 Target has most definitely used Hollywood star power <laughs> to catch the eye of the consumer and sell not only a wide array of merchandise, but sell them on the spiritual values of the Patreon god of their brand, Dionysus. Oh, the pop star Taylor Swift is a prime example Why they bring in, of like, how the retail chain uses celebrities mm-hmm. to spiritually condition the public to accept their inverted doctrine. Yeah, switch it off. I don't like her, but what the hell? <laughs> in this scene, in Taylor Swift's recently released music video, Karma, we see the infernal nature of the Dionysian cult. Mm. In the form of Taylor, adorned in full theatrical Greek garb from the long robe to the horned mask, concealing the true identity and intention of the high priestess. Give an eyes wide shut to me. <laughs> yeah, I think she's probably... Support this on Patreon! Now we to see why Dionysus, this god of masquerade and of possession, became the god of the theater. Because in the early theater, the actor believed himself to be possessed by the part he was playing. From our scant knowledge, we know the actor was masked and wore a long robe. This song also features Ice Spice, a so-called Afro-Latino, symbolically holding a pink curl, sporting her signature red Afro, Channeling the Greek and the clam oyster symbolism represents an aphrodisiac. All right. It's pretty okay. good. Pretty good reading. So you see, the daughters of Zion oh, are prime okay. targets okay. for this okay. sort of Greek femme fatale witchcraft. Like snowfalls dancing. <laughs> I feel like we're missing. I, I feel like we got, uh, like, a few sentences of exposition and then the hypothesis and there wasn't a lot in they, the middle but i guess they actually tie it together you just just okay, gotta give uh, them some time oh, they, they they do give them an argument okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> Idris, that's all we have ice spice has allowed herself to become a conduit to a hostile greek demon hellbent was spiritually sabotaging the israelites in this great awakening I do like the aesthetic. And of again, these her reflection in the water showcases their as above, so below spellcasting, as well or as their plan. Or it's just a reflection the in the water. Zion, ascending to the pinnacle of the Illuminati pyramid <laughs> using highly astrological Gnostic symbolism, 
We see Taylor Swift and Ice Spice holding two glowing lassos, which they use to rope the moon and Saturn with. Knowing that Eastern Star represents the Ossian Eye and Capstone of the Grand Pyramid, this is an attempt to apologize for dating Maddie Healy. Who said some racist uh, yeah. shit about her on that's uh, it. Adam Freeland show. Adam Freeland show. That's like, I mean, that is really why that they connected to do this. So the idea that there's some deep cult meeting, awesome. cult meeting behind it is so funny when you know why. I love, yeah. I love the idea that the Come Town show led to this. Right. <laughs> it's like the first domino falling. Yeah. <laughs> Three <Awesome> guys. <laughs> what were you saying? Uh, Apparently, Selena, there's some tea with regards to Taylor Swift's relationship with Travis Kelsey. Uh, apparently, uh, Selena Gomez isn't happy how out, out in like public, very you know, public displays of affection she is with him because normally she keeps things quiet to herself in private. And I'm like, ah, whatever. Wait, this is this is Selena Gomez and who? I'm very interested. Selena, in Selena Gomez and Taylor Swift are friends. That I know. Okay. And so Taylor Swift. <laughs> Taylor Swift's relationship with that Travis Kelsey guy is proof is she's doing something that she's never done before with her other relations, where she's showing such public displays of affection. They're okay. coming, they're becoming like an it couple, like yeah. a, a big singer. I didn't know who he was until she started dating him. So I don't do sports. And how does Selena Gomez play into this? Because she's her friend, and she's like, I don't like the fact that Taylor's like very public with this uh, with this relationship. Uh, okay. so, <laughs> so who is what what uh Greek myth- mythological role is Selena Gomez playing in this broader conspiracy yes. to suppress the Israelites? That's what I want to know, though. That's the mo- that's important. We got maybe this video will, will, will yeah. do that for us. Yeah, I'm I'm a bit of a you know a, a Selena stan, so I was hoping for uh, Taylor some Swift Selena video content. uses young women's fascination, you know, with relationships okay, and zodiac signs. You know that they do put this shit in their music videos so that people will talk about this kind of shit. I'm not. I'm. I. I oh, it's yeah. hard to get, They definitely do this kind of stuff, right? Like evocative. It's yeah. like when Michael Jackson did the Thriller video, and there's that warn like I'm not associated with the occult, like because people were like, yeah. "Whoa, what's going yeah. on in this music yeah. video?" Like he had to put like a warning beforehand. Imagine if, if singers put warnings in front of, they're like, "We're not in the Illuminati." Like, yeah, that's exactly what somebody in the Illuminati would say. I mean, yes. I just I wouldn't be surprised if some of these people really do put like Illuminati imagery in their video just because it helps it, you know, go viral. To initiate them into deeper Luciferian astral theology. What? One eye symbolism that? or the evil eye is most often associated with the veneration and invocation <laughs> of the ancient Egyptian <laughs> god, Horus. The eye. We'll do it now. Horus. <laughs> Although, why highlighting what, a what dog's is this, left though? eye is a blatant astrological reference to the celestial body. Yeah. It's it's is it? It's I like a little... thing people do. It's like I don't, I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm starting to, I'm starting to ask questions, which, right, is, which right. is what they want. Which is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Egyptians used to represent the eye of Horus, the dog star Sirius. This is one of the original narrators. He's back. <laughs> the yeah. Target Star Dog. Series. The Target Dog. <laughs> the Dog Star, because the Dog Star was everything to the ancient Egyptians. Dog Star. <laughs> what is that, Boston? Sirius is said to have been the most important star in the ancient world. It was considered the brightest star in the heavens, many times brighter than the sun. 
The real light shining in the east for the Egyptians was not merely the sun, but the light of the dog star, Sirius, which some believe holds a more sinister implication. This, this dog star also has relations to the idea of modern-day ceremonial magic and modern-day masonry. This was especially true for a 20th century occultist and Freemason, Aleister Crowley, who openly practiced ceremonial magic and was a member of a secret order called the Order of the Silver Star. The Silver Star was a reference to Sirius. Masons teach that at the center of every Masonic lodge, there's a five-pointed star right underneath the altar upon which the candidate is obligated. But the thing is, what they don't tell you is that five-pointed star represents Sirius, which is regarded as a satanic symbol. Like from Harry Mr. Potter? Sirius Black? Mike wrote that Sirius still glitters in our lodges. That's another connection. blazing star. Mm -hmm. That's what he's named for. We need to explore that further. Blazing star is an yeah, ancient connection Gnostic between ice, term ice for Sirius. And, Rowling. and as shown here, is symbolized in Freemasonry by the five-pointed star or pentagram. Because Sirius is said to arise in the east, it also became known as the Eastern Star. But Sirius was also associated with the Egyptian goddess Isis. And here, as we connect the dots, Wait, Isis, a more like the terrorist picture begins to emerge. For the Egyptian, the, connection there. the rising of Sirius in the east preceded the annual flooding of the Nile River, which for them was a magical event. It was also the time that the goddess Isis would appear and give birth to Horus, the divine child of the Egyptian trinity. I kind of want to get back to... Uh, the all-seeing eye wait, wait, wait. So three people can have a baby? Horus. And in Freemasonry, Horus symbolized... Wait, it was was it Elijah Wood? Was it Elijah? He's involved in this? Throughout <laughs> history, it has been said that the capstone to the Great Pyramid oh, of Egypt no. has been missing. Which is why the all-seeing eye of Horus floats in its place above the pyramid on the back of the dollar bill. I thought that was According to occult philosophers, I thought that was George Washington's eye. The eye comes not from the sun, but from the dog star Sirius. You mean that's not his eye? <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> it's, all, it's all connected, people. Subsequently, when looking for a deeper understanding of the, the attributes and personification of Horus, the entity synonymous with the dog star, one must look to his Greek equivalent, Dionysus, the Greek god of theater and masquerade. Oh, now it goes about Tillsworth. He was a frightening and violent god with a variety of attributes that were both terrifying and wonderful, always the twin image of the twice-born. He was the bringer of madness, but he was also a bull god, a god of fertility, to do with sensuality and sexuality. He was anarchic and revolutionary. He was the god of masquerade, which means seeing things literally other than they are. But importantly for our history, he was the god of possession. Dionysus was able to reveal himself directly to the individual. His worshippers were possessed by him. So Taylor Swift's possessed now by this see god. Dionysus, this god of mass You're following it much better than I am. Became the god of the theater. <laughs> because in the early Next theater, time I have a, a the client, I'm just going to go up in front of the judge and say, uh, well, sorry, Your Honor, my, judge, my client was possessed uh, by Dionysus. They, <laughs> they, 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 they not, not, 
not guilty by reason by reason yeah just playing and then play one of these videos right you, your I honor present, i present i, was, I remember <laughs> one of the hollywood okay wait, we got to see what they sometime we do 10 episodes for my show and in this last season um I was hitting a block, right? I, I was like, oh, I'm not doing it right, right? So I went in the corner and then I was looking at the wall and I was like, come on, devil, come on, devil, right? Mm -hmm. Come to me, like, come to me because I had to do something like crazy, right? Had nightmares. It's for not that night. easy, people. So you it does come to it or after? after. After. Like I had nightmares every day. Like I just felt, I felt that energy. Snowfall's Damson Idris <sighs> has relinquished his will and surrendered his soul. In this photo, he's broadcasting his spiritual allegiance, proudly displaying the Eye of Horus, the hallmark of the Dionysian cult. Damson Idris was cast in Snowfall to magnify and glorify the spirits of the 1980s crack epidemic, which ravaged the Israelite community and destroyed many Israelite families. Oh, Ever since get, Hollywood's that's Reagan's first fault, blockbuster movie, fault. The Birth of a Nation, their mission to destroy the image of the Israelites in the eyes of the world and in our own eyes has been consistent. Though they now employ more sophisticated deception, they have not deviated from their original goal or target. 42? What does that mean? <laughs> The answers to life, the universe, that, and everything. Yeah, I don't think they're referencing the hitchhikers. Yeah, that's a real hidden message in Here's that movie. Dionysus <laughs> on this lovely sculptural relief. Um, he's carrying an amphora of wine, and he's holding a wine cup in his hand. But what really strikes you is how his pose mirrors almost exactly that of the woman next to him. And overall, he's pretty effeminate. Uh, He's got a smooth chin oh, without a beard. Here we go. He's got these lovely cascading curly yeah, locks. I'm putting the pieces And together. it even looks as Okay, he's okay, got I'm breath. getting it now. Time and time again, Dionysus is described and portrayed as being androgynous. But more than that, he's also talked about as being transgender. Their mission to destroy the image of the Israelites in the eyes of the world and in our own eyes has what been consistent. What have to do with this? It's all about, now it's getting into the emasculation. Right, the of, of men. After many years, at the turn of the century, the vision of Adam Weishaupt's Illuminati, founded in 1776, eventually began to take shape. George Draper Dayton founded Dayton's department store at the turn of the century in 1902 in Minneapolis, which would eventually become the iconic retail store, Target. Oh, no. He also presided oh, it's, over it's the all Bank of yep. and founded the all Minnesota connect. Loan and Investment Company. The Dayton family dynasty grew in power and influence, eventually marrying into the infamous Rockefeller family, the uh -oh. first family oh. of the Anglo-American <laughs> arm of the Illuminati. There we go. That guy does look scary. The granddaughter of oil baron John D. Rockefeller with the trust fund baby and Yale Skull and Bonesman, Mark Dayton, combining the two New World Order houses 
into one influential extended family, further consolidating their political, their child, financial, the and social power God. in the West. <laughs> in the early 1900s, the Rockefellers gathered with representatives and emissaries from the 13 ruling bloodlines, descending upon Cold Springs Harbor. You know, what's actually quite interesting is that the first uh, section of this is almost unintelligible and just like throwing a lot of things at you. And then when it starts talking about being like anti-trans and anti-sissification, it starts being really clear, actually. Yeah. So I wonder the if angle. Yeah, the angle. But I'm saying like even this history is being told so much more clear. Like the first thing is like, I, I literally couldn't follow it, right? With all of the, um, unless it's just easier. Well, she start mentioning Jewish families taking over the world. It just starts to make sense. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, well, it starts to like get really just like yeah, like really clear and cogent all of a sudden, like with the history and like I don't know. So I'm I just wonder wondering if, if that would be the case for someone who's not like as deep into the world of politics yeah. who could quickly pick up on like as soon as she said. Uh, you know Rockefeller. It was like, okay, I see. We'll see what we're doing here, and like, yeah, 13. maybe, yeah, sorry, go ahead. yeah, yeah. No, I, maybe I understand the politics stuff more and the Greek god stuff. Other people are like, oh yeah, of course, it's Horus. It's, uh, right. but I'm I'm a little suspicious though of why it got so much easier to understand. Like, <laughs> right. I wonder if like uh, indoctrination technique is to kind of razzle dazzle you with like like really fast stuff, and then once you're hooked because you're like you're confused. Um, you know, to then launch into this stuff. Well, we, we'll, we'll, we'll probably stop soon, but are this you is telling me that the parents didn't talk to you about Horace? <laughs> <laughs> that was my bedtime story. Uh, yeah. Included members of Skull and Bones, the Bohemian Grove, and Scottish Rite Freemasonry. Meeting with initiates from various fraternal orders, occult brotherhoods, and secret societies to finance the modern eugenics movement and strategically <laughs> oh. implement population control. The okay, Rockefellers kept detailed records of bloodlines they deemed unworthy to exist. Many of these records were kept at Cold Springs Harbor. In many cases, this crafty council knows more about the patrilineal heritage of the targeted population than the people themselves who have been marked for extermination. The eugenics-Rockefeller connection is a well-documented historical fact, though after World War II, Many eugenics organizations rebranded themselves as health, humanitarian, and environmental conservationist institutions. Unicef? It is in this tradition okay, in which Mark God. Dayton, who married John D. Rockefeller's granddaughter, became the Democratic governor of Minnesota. His oh, yeah. wife, Alita Rockefeller, actively financed left-wing progressive causes uh, while he was the Democratic governor. Minnesota Governor Mark Dayton has signed a bill that legalizes gay marriage, making the state the 12th to do so. Oh, the horror. Sure, there are concerns that the 12th state would be banned here forever. Now, the state will make it legal in two and a half months. Also, the year that it's been a while. It has been three years and 164 days since I lost my daughter, Yale. I miss her every single day. Let me tell you how she it's died. It's her son. My daughter was murdered by a gender ideology. Okay. CPS took my daughter when she was 16 years old. It was helped by her public school counselor and LGBTQ group rights and another trans-identified girl. My daughter was taken from her loving home because the state of California claim I was abusive. Oh, 
Uh, I'm sorry. If CPS for not stepped in and actually removed the girl from the or the the trans I lost son my daughter told, over it must have been pretty bad. <laughs> yup. Even after after I prom I crocodile tears to call her a male name, it wasn't enough. My daughter was not a boy trapped in a girl's body. She had mental health issues. Against my consent, my daughter was given testosterone instead of therapy. The LGBTQ group used her to pro to raise money for for them. Look at the poor reject trans boy. They said, "Why are there so many transgender in foster care?" Because this they take them from their families. I wonder tell why. Them to run, <laughs> then steal them. Parents are given one option to treat their distressed child, affirm, drug, and remove their healthy body parts. ...in the corporate culture of Target and have become a part of the company's identity. The Luciferian yeah. spellcasters have been manipulating the American psyche they have downloaded a secret cache of programming deep in the recesses of the people's subconscious mind. And now the world's psyche is filled with an irrational hatred for the true Elohim of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. A hatred for his laws, his son, and his chosen people. <laughs> what? what we're seeing in the world today, I think, is we're on the... Okay, this is, this is where, where it kind of veers off right here. We're about to, and I'll say this... Um, yeah, it, that's where it starts talking about like how the banks are, are uh, trying to. Right. I, yeah. Well, there's a, there's a lot there. Um, I've learned a lot watching that. I feel like I have a new lease on life now. Yes. Now I want to do more digging, which is not good. I just want to look up the Rockefeller Dayton family now. Like, what the fuck? Um, I think the, <laughs> one of the Rockefellers did uh, su support eugenics. Uh, yeah, I know, like, yeah. I don't know if that's true that they actually had. Uh, like files, a files and, and stuff. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know about that, but I, I, I found something. So that starts with the. Uh, it got me asking questions, but I, I think. Um, I mean, without like, you know, giving it the dignity of like a debunk or something like that. It's. I mean, it's interesting. Um, connect watching it after Tate. It's interesting that people are so insecure about, like, their masculinity to the point where they're making up such. Uh, right. And it's it's it, 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 it's it's actually interesting to me because it's yeah. not something that um, I feel. You know what I mean? Like even if it, it's, it's very weird. I I guess like um, it's uh, people who are just like, oh, there's all these changes to society, and I don't get it. I kind of get that just because like you're you know you're getting older and you're not used to like what's going on, what these changes are. But it's weird when people are like so scared about it, right? Like they're yeah. hanging on to their masculinity so strongly and it's interesting to me and it's it seems like a really really bad force out there uh that like just yeah. won't go away but it's that's that's what i don't i don't quite understand i feel like um because yeah. actually through almost all the stuff that we watch right they have mm -hmm. this like fragile sense of masculinity that they feel yep. is like being eroded and i don't understand so like, i gotta be I, like Gordon peterson who talks like a 1950s housewife <laughs> well right it's probably not a coincidence that a lot of the people who are so obsessed with this 
masculinity aren't necessarily the perfect avatars of masculinity themselves, which is right. fine. But like Ben Shapiro or uh, Jordan Peterson, you know, they're kind of like dandies. Look at this basically. Board. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So I don't, I, I mean, I don't know. Do you guys have any theories? On, uh, um, I just, I, it just seems to me that these men need to yeah. man up, stop crying, you know, get yourselves together, pull yourself up at the bootstraps because you're all not acting like alpha males right now. I mean, particularly <laughs> with like the black uh, Hebrew Israelite angle to it. It is sad because we see the, these crumbs of truth sprinkled throughout the video. And like, it is a... a <laughs> It preys upon people who are rightfully outraged about the treatment, uh, you know, historically of of black people, not just you know here in the United yeah. States, but um, you know the treatment of of black people across the world, and and you know, so it preys upon that, and so much of it is like you know there are the crumbs of truth as I mentioned, right? And when you talk yeah. about Planned Parenthood, you can acknowledge that it did have eugenic eugenics embedded mm -hmm. in its foundations that we don't see represented today right it wasn't abortion that was you know the it was forced sterilization yeah and and we don't have to celebrate that aspect of it but that doesn't mean that its lasting legacy is that that has to be its lasting legacy and so it, they take sm like small crumbs of truth and then they expound on <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They just freestyle on it after that, right? Yeah. And I think if you're conservative and you see these types of figures getting popular, I mean, some of them are actually conservative, but I'm talking about like, you know, boring ass business conservatives or whatever. I mean, I think that you would, you would be really happy because you see basically legitimate forms of anger and discontent channeled into completely non-confrontational angles right? right which is like i'm angry at trans people or i'm angry at the sissification of 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 the world of men right or like you know andrew tate like uh you know they're just trying to make you womanly so you can't go fight in afghanistan or something like that so it's taking legitimate anger and just misdirecting it toward targets that you know like i said aren't at all confrontational and i think part of the problem is is that like legitimate anger that people feel like some of the work some of the things that you can do uh, to actually combat that anger or, or combat the like powerful forces like you know like go to a protest or mm -hmm. knock on doors or go canvassing or join a labor uh go join a labor union i think that stuff it, it is really like powerful and transformative to experience it but it's not as like sexy and interesting and like doesn't feel as punk and rebellious you know to like join a union or uh or you know it's not it's not the same as like fighting the the uh the lizard people. I guess there were no lizard people in that. You know, not I mean? yet. Yeah, not yeah, yet. yeah. I never finished that one because they, like I said, they kept like this long section about the banks, and I'm just like, I don't know. Oh, great, here we go. Lizard okay. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just so ironic when they're like, "This is what they don't want you to." The the, the Matrix doesn't want you to know, and it's like they the Matrix is literally the Matrix is literally so happy to have you believe this, like right. in, instead of looking at like the actual villains like i mean like the rockefellers are you know villainous right in a, in a very banal in a very banal way that's like right in front of our faces in the way mm -hmm. that like you know super rich capitalists are villains um all right uh so for those of us those of you who are just joining us we're, we're, we're wrapping up soon but this has been a special halloween uh episode uh of uh of give them an argument where we've had some 
wonderful guest uh, looking at Andy's House of Horrors. Uh, so that is the theme. It, it is related to the, to the time of the season that we're in. Thank you for that tour of America's uh, wounded and fractured masculinity, Andy. Uh, we are wrapping up for the day uh, or for the night, but I want to thank our guests very much for joining us, on, joining us on this very special Benless Halloween episode. Do you all have anything uh, to to plug before before we wrap up? I want to give you the floor. Uh, yeah, um, you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash cosmopolitics, which is down there. I try to stream every day, every evening, but tomorrow I'm going to be streaming more during the day. And then as well, we got a movie night extravaganza episode, Andy and I, to discuss The Exorcist with Matthew Film Guy, The Majority Board. Okay, awesome. That'd be great. And then how about yourself, Rivana? Um, yeah, so I just I stream every day on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Ravana. Um, mm-hmm. I've spent a lot of time breaking down propaganda, pro-Israel propaganda. Um, but sometimes we take breaks and we watch things like uh Jank talking to Tim Pool, uh, which is what we've been doing. Um, so check that out tomorrow. I'm gonna be raising money for gamers outreach. So we're raising money for um kids who are in the hospital and uh, need creative outlets and also funding for their uh, for their medical expenses. So we'll be doing that tomorrow evening. Um, otherwise, check out my podcast on every podcast uh, streaming service at, at Taking the L Pod on Twitter. It is a reprieve from politics, if that's what yes. anyone is interested in. It is just two dumb bitches talking about <laughs> our our <laughs> stupid experiences living in Chicago. So the name Taking the L is a little bit of a you know, it's both uh, taking public transportation because that is the main <laughs> the main yeah. method through which we yeah. uh, take our actual L. So check it yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, that that's I, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty clever. <laughs> so <laughs> glad you made that connection for us. So yeah, yeah. So two things real quick before we leave. Uh, yeah, this was kind of a reprieve from politics, but obviously, uh, you know, with the crisis going on uh, in Gaza right now. I would just say that if you haven't made it out to a protest or anything like that if you're you know physically close enough to go to anything that the that i mentioned at the top of the show that i went to one at grand central station and it was it was actually really empowering so i think if you feel like i don't know what to do it's it is really nice to like go out there if, you, if you're able to and be with other people and and that are like you know like-minded as, as terrible as and horrifying as the situation is it, it, it did feel inspiring in its own way so i do want to urge everyone to go out there and then second of all, I think we probably had some new viewers today from y'all's audiences. So thank you for joining us. Uh, definitely, you know, hit that subscribe button if you want to, if you want to see more, uh, if you want to see, if you don't know Ben Burgess, you gotta, you gotta meet the guy. He'll, he'll be back. Uh, he'll be back soon on the channel. Uh, and normally, we do things like this on occasion. Uh, yes, 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 yes. We, <laughs> you know, we do, so- we do a mix of watching some of the, you know, fucked up, ridiculous shit that right wingers put out along with uh, some more, a little bit more buttoned up, uh, you know, uh, political and sometimes philosophical analysis. So any, I'm not sure how to find whatever this is, GTA. Look up, uh, you could look up, give them an argument with Ben Burgess on YouTube if you want to see. Me and Andy are almost always on the show, and Ben Burgess is the uh, full-time host of the show, philosophy professor, Jacobin writer, great fellow. So definitely urge you to to check us out again. And yeah, I think with that, happy, happy Halloween, everyone. Hope you have a great Halloween. Left is best. (laughs) 